Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. James, can you hear me, brother? Yes, sir. I'm on here. I apologize. I'm not sure what happened and we got kicked off or what was going on. No biggie, brother. Welcome to Vertical Momentum, guys. My name is Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. And you know that every episode I have somebody that's flipping the switch, changing the game. Our friends James is, James is doing that. But first of all, I want to thank our sponsors, Disgruntled Veterans. They have a reach of over 1.2 million veterans in the United States. Check them out, disgruntledveterans.com. They also are, are on every website. And they are very big, and they help a lot of veterans going through a lot of different things. So check them out, disgruntledveterans.com. Guys, this is going to be a fun episode. Um, Like I said, we have people on here that are flipping the switch, changing the game, and thought leaders. And my new friend James is doing just that. He's done some great things in uniform, doing even better things out of uniform. So guys, welcome our new friend, James Core. What's up, my brother? Hey, not much, sir. How's everything rolling over there, man? Oh, it's a beautiful day. I got up early, earlier than usual because I had an interview at 7 a.m. So I had to get up at like 6.30 and I'm not used to that. So I had to chug my pre-workout to make sure that I was on getting ready to roll out. So For what's sure. up with you? Not a whole lot. Busy, busy, man. Uh, you know, uh, we placed um, 13 dogs Yeah, you can't let your phone go to lock. You have to keep it open, okay? Or else it'll keep cutting us in and out. Did you hear that, sir? What's that? Now, yeah, you can't. You gotta let let your uh, don't let your phone go to lock, or else it'll cut us off. So now I see with, that. Yeah, but now with your accent, obviously you're not from New Jersey. So where were you born and raised? Born and raised in Peoria, Illinois. I spent uh, most of my life here, minus the 16 years I served. So what kind of little boy was James? Uh, average. I mean, uh, play, played sports, you know, um, had a lot of friends. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty normal, you know, normal so you growing were, up. So how, what kind of high, kid were you in high school? A lot of different sports? Sports. Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a sports guy. Loved playing sports. Um, really, that's all I did, to be honest with you. Um, did decent in school. I was a BC student, you know, so not too horrible. So, did you get any scholarship offers for college? No, I wasn't quite that good. I would say, uh, no, I didn't have any scholarships or anything like that. I joined the military when I was uh, twenty-one, and uh, I love. Spent- recruiting story so please tell me your recruiting story so the recruiting story goes like this i didn't know but my family was friends with uh a gentleman who was a recruiter i i did i had no idea of that and uh i sat down with him for probably a good hour you know one day and we we started talking about the the different avenues uh different career fields you know, that type of stuff. And I thought it was the right move. And, uh, you know, I wanted to serve my country anyway. So it all worked out. Now, what branch did you serve? 
Uh, United States Air Force. I was a security forces member. Um, uh, it's not military police, but it's the, I guess, the equivalent of what the Army would call military police. So now, what was it like, you know, coming from not such a big place to, you know, being put with 50 to 100 guys from all over the world? What was that like? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I thought it was great. Um, my my father... My father didn't think that, that, that I would last. He, he thought, or not last, but he, he figured I'd, I'd do my four years and, you know, um, and get out. And uh, I, I ended up in, enjoying it so much that I stayed in. So Now, now did you have, story. did you go on a couple of different deployments? Yes, sir. Uh, four deployments. Um, and I spent a year in Korea. So how many years total did you spend in? 16. Well, it would have been, uh, it would have been, it's like 15 years, 11 months and something, so many days. So, you know, figuring, you know, you've done almost 16 years, what stopped Uh you from the whole 20? Uh, poor knees, a bad back. Um, I, I, I'm actually a hundred percent disabled vet. So yeah, it was just, uh, it was ma- mainly due to injuries. Uh, okay. So now, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of, you know, veterans on here. Now it's up to the hundred, sure. like 200. <laughs> um, and a lot of guys say that, you know, when they get out, um, they lose their camaraderie. They miss that a lot. Then they, absolutely. you know, you know I mean, we say that we're hardcore and all that, but you know, we get, so used to getting paid on the first and the 15th, getting TRICARE, sure. getting, you know, SGLI and all that stuff. And then like my friend Nick Valentine says, you know, once you hit the street, the military doesn't give a shit about you. And That's so, now you, so now you lose your career, you lose your friends and you lose your mission. So what was your transition like? My transition was kind of the same way. I, um, I self-medicated for years um, by uh, y- using alcohol. Um, so I, I, was, I was more or less spiraling downhill, you know, for you, probably a good four or five years. And um, we, we finally decided, you know, this is enough, enough, and we need to do something else. And I wanted to do something that, like you said, would kind of bring that camaraderie back. Right. And it, it, would, it would give me uh, more of a sense of purpose. And I thought, what better thing to do than help vet- veterans? Right. I mean, I, I'm a veteran. I know how hard it was um, and how hard it still is. So I thought, let's do this. Um, I started looking for a service dog for myself and uh, found out that they range from anywhere from like 20 to 25 grand in the United States for a PTSD service dog. That's basically the national average. Um, you may find them cheaper, you know, uh, but that is the national average. So we got into that and we started out by, I was going to train one service dog, you know, for me. Uh, my, my wife and I locked into that, did that for probably two or three months before we started having phone, phone calls. We started having people stop by the house asking if we were training dogs for veterans so that's really how this whole thing with Freedom Paul started. I was looking for a dog for myself, and then we had so many calls, and it was so overwhelming with the calls and the amount of help these guys and gals need. 
that uh, we decided to start it out. And um, we got my service dog, and then we had another one. We were just going to train, like I said, one dog for one veteran and just kind of see how that goes. But um, due to the overwhelming response and the need, we went ahead and, uh, and just started the nonprofit. And it's been amazing. Right. Um, like I said, we placed thir- last year. Now, one thing I heard you say is that you and your wife. Now, you know, yes, I've, sir. I've talked to a lot of veterans and a lot of times right. when, you know, if you're going to, you know, when a, a guy or girl are going to start either a nonprofit or a company, they never sit down and have that conversation across the kitchen table with their significant other sure. before they start. Sure. They And, you know, then sure. six months later, they're $10,000 in debt. And then they have that hard conversation and it doesn't go so well. So can you take us right. to that kitchen table and talk to me, talk to us about Absolutely. how that came about? Absolutely, Richard. Yeah, so pretty much what ended up happening was, um, as previously stated, you know, I, I was kind of spiraling out of control, uh, self-medicating. And the talk wasn't even a talk for, it wasn't even that I was bringing up the talk. My wife said, you and I need, need to sit down tonight and talk. And we talked. And I mean, it's been a thousand times that I said I was going to stop drinking and stop the self-medicating. And um, she said this time, you know, she's like, I, I really want to help you, but I can't keep doing this. So uh, that w- that pretty much snapped me back into, okay, let's do this. Let's get a dog, Let you know, let, and let's try it. You know, again, I didn't know if the dog would really be the answer. I knew that pills wasn't the answer. You know, I knew that, I mean, I've got a bag full of pills from the VA, you know, um, and I knew that, that that wasn't the answer. I knew that the dog could possibly help. And uh, I'm so glad we did. And I'm so glad that my wife, like I said, of, she's a huge part of this, uh, of this mission because there's so many spouses um, or significant others that are in the same position, you know, that she can really speak on that and speak about how she dealt with it, um, how, how she dealt with me. I say she's a saint because as I've told her before, um, I probably would have left. I probably would have been gone, you know, had I had uh, gone through the same stuff she did. Uh, now she did, she knew about PTSD. She researched a lot of things and uh, I'm so glad she stayed because uh, now we have this nonprofit. And it's just, it's amazing. Now, you know, I help vets. Um, you know, my wife is my rock. Um, and for sure. me, you know, I know that, and if you guys don't know that women have like a seventh sense where if they know, <laughs> if they know something is off 99% of the time, it's usually off. And I trust my wife with everything. And, you know, sometimes her senses are just like, all right, you know, either you need to step back from this or you need to move on to that. So, you know, we complement each other. And it sounds like you're, you and your wife also complement each other. Um, so I think that's amazing. Absolutely. Now, please talk to me about, because I know I have a lot of friends that love fishing and I, I know you're a fishing guy. Tell me Absolutely. some um, positives especially for people that are dealing, struggling with PTSD, TBI issues, what are some of the positives that fishing actually um, have on a person? 
you know i i think it's just it's just the uh it's just be, being out outdoors right it's just that sense of uh out out in the open air you know um and again it's about fishing but sometimes it's not even it's not even about fishing it's about just being out there in a great space to clear your head you know kind of think about things um and again this is something that i do not only you know just myself but my my son's involved uh my wife doesn't go every time but i mean she she does go she enjoys it you know but it's a great it's a great place for us just to all clear our heads really and um you know and it's fun right it's a good time okay so i got now do you know that me and you have a very uh, a close friend in common i did not know that yes her name is miss tammy girl tomorrow tammy girl yep yeah she is one of my okay. close friends and i know she yep and uh actually she was the first person to ever have me on her podcast almost 2 years oh, wow. ago today and i just really? had my show yeah See, so how small life is, you know, how small this world is. It really, sure, it sure is. So I now, agree, man, yeah. Go ahead. Tell us about, you know, what a, um, what's the difference between a service animal, like a PTS dog, or you know, and a pet. Okay. So the, the main difference there is that, uh, is that the, the service dog or the service animal, um, my, uh, my service dog is Zach. He goes a- everywhere with me. So, um, if I'm going to the store, if I have to go to the VA, if I got to go to the hospital or anything, I mean, he's there, he's there for everything. I don't spend a day alone without him an hour alone without him. He's there with me 20, 20- and he's able to like mit- mitigate those uh, basically life daily challenges. So, if I were to go to the store, right? I, I have a um, with the PTSD. I don't like people being really close to me, you know. And he he provides that that spatial gap uh, that I, I I don't feel like somebody's trying to come up from behind me, right? Um, and, and like I said, he 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 does he he keys into me. He he'll know something's going on with me before I know. So for instance, if we're in a a place where I'm really nervous, uh, hyper vigilant, you know, he, what what he does is he's going to start trying to go to, to the door. I mean, he'll be on his leash, but he'll try to go to the door. Right. And that means he, all that means is he's trying to get me out of that situation. He wants me to go outside. And usually that's what happens. I go outside, I, I take a breath, uh, and as soon, as soon as I feel everything's fine, then we go go back in. You know, it's amazing. We have yeah. dogs that uh, we have dogs that turn on lights. We have dogs that uh, open refrigerator doors. Um, all of our dogs are trained to climb. Uh, they can go on stairs. They can go on. Um, I think your phone went to lock. No, it's public okay. access is a huge issue for us, man. Um, so we we're we're constantly out, you know, taking the dogs to say Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot. You know, we're going out, getting them uh, 
used to used to other people, possibly used to other dogs. Um, and it's really just all we're doing is trying to desensitize them, right? We, we, we want them to be just normal. And believe me, you can tell you can tell a real service dog from a dog somebody bought a service dog vest for and just put put it on them. You, you can tell easily. Uh, for one thing, a service dog's not supposed to bark. So if the dog's barking or the dog's going around sniffing everybody, you know, th- those type of traits, um, that's probably not a service dog because they're, they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to be with you. They're supposed to take care of you. And you are their main and only focus. Now, what kind of training did you have to have before you can start training dogs? Sure. So um, a little bit about how our program works. I have a lead lead trainer. Um, her name is Annette Manji. And uh, she's been training dogs for right at about 20 years, um, all different types of breeds. And uh, she's the one who actually conducts our training. Um, she's been doing this a long time. And like I said, she's great with people. She's, she's an amazing person all the way around. And uh, she's been a real um, delight and a real treat to have with the foundation. And again, she does all this for free. She's not, she's not, there's no pay. There's no nothing like that. Um, no, no one on our team gets paid uh, for me as a CEO all the way down. It's 100% volunteer. Um, all, all the money that gets collected, all the money that's donated goes right back in the program. So that's also been amazing that we've been able to sustain that and keep doing it. Now, where do you find these dogs? So, sure. So we have we have about seven breeders that we call like our our preferred breeders. Uh, we started out when this first started. We did a search, and we were looking for the best breeders in the United States. And uh, we we sent messages to most of them, and uh, we probably got about 80, 80 replies. And uh, we ended up going down and pick, picking the, the top seven that we felt would really work well with, with the program we're doing. And that's how it went. And so, yeah, we, we have about seven that we actually deal with. They, they donate the puppies. Um, so we don't, you know, there's no cost that we're in, or incurring there. Um, and really, it's the main thing we pay for is the f- dog food and vet, vet bills and then gear, you know, our harnesses and things like that. So now, what are some? What are the the best breeds for you know service animals? I hate calling them animals, you know, because it seems like it just so, right. It, it seems sure. like so, you know. But you know, where do you, what kind of what are some of the breeds that you find that are easily to train, but they're they're very you know loyal and and working. Sure. So, um, again, we, we're not, we're not a, a breed specific, uh, foundation. Um, the one, the dogs that I feel do really well, the breeds, I would say, um, lat, lat- say la- Labradors for sure. Uh, followed by, and again, th- these are my, these are my choices. This isn't saying, these are the best. I'm just saying these are what uh, what our foundation prefers to train. These are the dogs that we prefer to train. So it'd be Labradors, uh, Golden Retrievers, 
uh, and probably our next one would be German Shepherds. So those would be the three primary that we trained so far. And again, that's not saying we won't train other dogs. Uh, we try we try to rescue uh, three dogs a year from the uh, from the shelter. So we have a close tie with them. They basically, if they rescue a dog that they feel would work good for the program, that's fa- fairly calm, highly intelligent, then they give, give us a call. And uh, we end up getting that dog and we, we put him to work, start training him. You know, now I see that, you know, it's becoming a little bit more acceptable to have, you know, a service dog. But when you first started Absolutely. out, I'm sure a lot of backlash. Correct. Yes, there is. There, there really was. I mean, things are getting better. That's for sure. Things still aren't great. I mean, um, and you know, there, there's a lot of this, Rich. It, it's not, it's not anyone's fault, right? It's, it's just pe- people aren't, aren't educated on it. You know, so when they see a dog, they automatically think pet, right? And um, I can't tell you how many times that I've gone to a store where they say, um, "Sir, you're not allowed to have pets here." And I say, with all due respect, sir or ma'am, this is not, not not a pet, right? This is a service dog. It's a working dog. Um, and again, most people, once you explain everything, most people are really good about it, you know. And again, it goes back to they they just weren't educated on it. So as soon as you pull up the laws and you show them, you know, they're I mean, they're they're stunned. They're in shock because they, they didn't know. But and that that's a lot of what we do. A lot of what this is is just educating people, you know. You know, now I have a friend. His name is DP, and okay. he has a dog. His, his name is Legend, and um, awesome. He said, you know, he you know his dog is with him, you know, all the time, you know. But there's sometimes where the dog, you know, because there's there's kids in the house, you know, where sometimes the dog just wants to be a dog sometimes. So how, how do they kind Absolutely. of live in the same Absolutely. kind of world, so, you know? And, and again, um, that you would think that'd be tough, but, uh, so what, when is that happening? And again, I'm, I'm saying for our foundation, I'm not saying every service dog company is the same. Um, sorry, Rich, I lost, lost you again for briefly. It's okay. And your question, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes, like my friend DP has a friend, has a dog, name is Legend. And sometimes, you know, because they're sitting home on the couch and sometimes the dog just wants to be a dog. So how does a dog, you know, differentiate and fun? Sure. So what, what ends up happening for us is we, we train them when they have their service dog vest on, they're going to work. When they don't have the vest on, they're allowed to play and be, you know, and, and just, just be a dog. They, you know, uh, Zach runs and plays. He has a blast outside, you know, when, he, when he's not wearing his vest. But when he's wearing his vest, he knows exactly what's going on. He, he knows it's time to go to work. And it's amazing. And I'm sure, I'm sure your friend's dog is probably a lot like this. Zach, he gets so excited that he'll he'll try to put his uh he'll he'll try to put his vest on himself. So I I'll just be holding the vest and he'll be trying to get his head through it so he he can be in it. He wants to go to work, 
right? I mean, that that's his that's his most pleasure. He loves going to work. So as soon as he has that the vest on, he knows it's, it's time to do it. Okay, um, so I think that's amazing. So you know, uh, how do how do people find you? You know, how can people get a little bit more information sure. on you, or how can people support your mission? Sure. Absolutely. So um, you can go to our website, www.freedompauliservicedogs.org. You can go to that. You can also go to our Facebook page, which has also links to to donate as well. Uh, We have donation. uh, We have donation cans, you know, in the area, obviously. But um, and then again, anyone can call me. Uh, my, My personal cell phone is out on the Internet. Um, if anybody wants to call me and just talk, I, that's a lot of my job, um, is just talking to veterans. Um, it, cause there's a lot of times that they don't need a dog. They just need somebody to talk to. Right. Um, and I, I, we, we provide that service too. And it's, it's also become kind of a place where vets can just come and feel safe. You know, they can come to the office, they can come to the training facility. Uh, and even if they don't need a dog, they just want to talk. They just want to be around other veterans. Um, you know, that's a lot of what we do too. All right. Now we're going to talk about business because, you know, this is a lot of people listen to this podcast are business people. So what are some of the things you wish you would have known before starting your own 5013C or business? Yeah. Oh, there's a, well, I mean, you know, things right now are things back then, I guess were like trial by, by error. You know, we didn't really, we didn't really know a lot about the business side of it. And trust me, we learn every day. Um, I initially thought it would be great to have like this huge, right? A board of all kinds of people and a board that is just amazing. Um, And er early on, I found out that that it is amazing. And I mean, these people are highly intelligent, but sometimes that gets kind of, uh, with that many people, you know, people have different views on things. Sometimes that can get uh, overwhelming because you have so many people trying to pull you in so many directions. You know, the main thing is what I keep and what I tell them is we don't want to change our, our mission at all. This has been 100% free for uh, our, our veterans, and I want to keep it like that. You know, a lot of times money gets involved because – People want to make more, more money and get, get more money. Um, I'm more of a, you know, as long as this works and as long as we have money to take care of our veterans, then that's really all I care about. So what kind of job do you do on the outside? I do not do a job on the outside. Um, This is what I do 24 hours a day. Um, I have very odd hours. I work. I'll work during the day, um, all day. And then at night I usually come back after, after my wife and kids are in bed. Um, I got to come back down there to finish up any work that I didn't get done. So again, like really how this works is, and this is the truth, Rich, my job is fairly easy, right? All I'm doing is just steering the ship. It's, it's all of our volunteers that are the ones that get, that should get all the kudos you know, all the respect, um, our, our, our puppy raisers, you know, we have puppy raisers that come on 
and they'll raise the they'll raise the puppy um, and and attend training with the puppy uh, once or twice a week. So that's a huge, you know, I mean, when you look at that, you know, we have people that are in not all of our puppy raisers are veterans either. So we, we have normal civilian puppy raisers that do an amazing job. Um, I guess my thing is the biggest thing is, is that like all, all the praise goes to them. They, they do all the hard work. Okay. So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you know, we're, we're always giving, we're giving, we're giving, and, you know, sometimes yep. even, you know, the strongest get weak. So what do you do? Sure. Uh, and I'm going to ask you in a little bit. You no, know, I have a feeling, but I'm not sure yet. But um, what do sure. you do? Because, you know, I would tell people that, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So what do you do to keep sure, sure. your mental health healthy? You, you know, you know what, you know, what happened out of all this is I found that just working with the dogs and working with veterans, I feel has really helped me out a ton. And every time I feel like my cup's not, not full, I'll get a call from a veteran that, I mean, really needs help, really needs a dog. And I, and I, it just, it just th- throws me right, right back in and I'm pumped up. I'm ready to help. I'm ready to do this. You know, let's let's put a dog with this guy or gal, and and get them the help they need. Okay, now like I so said, it's I been know kind of, I, I, yeah, it's it's kind it's kind of been it's really been honestly very therapeutic for me as well. Okay, so like I said, I didn't know I was going to ask this question, but um, <laughs> sometimes I get a feeling, and God has put people in my life recently for a reason whatever his plan is um talk to us about your faith absolutely so um i am a christian uh i am a god god-fearing man uh, we attend a church back here in uh, peoria called northwood church and it's a great family it's i'm gonna be honest with you our family with the foundation has been amazing but our family uh, at church is honestly even more amazing. Okay. So now my last two questions, like you already answered the first question. So of how we can get in touch. With you. Sure. The last question, everybody yes, sir. is, you know, we live in such a crazy world now, you know, um, parents yeah. are teaching homeschooling kids, you know, grandparents are homeschooling kids, you know, parents are working two jobs, trying to put food on the table. Yep. You know, if I get somebody to Absolutely. do something in the next seven days, uh, they're more likely not going to get to it. But if I ask them to take a sure. um, a step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. So if you know somebody that's struggling sure. with PTSD or depression, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some help for themselves? Call, Call me. 309-669-7917. You can call me anytime, day or night. I've answered the phone a million times at two, three in the morning. If you call me, if you call me and you need help, I, I will help you. That's a hundred percent truth. I will do anything I can. And even if it's something that I can't help you with, I know, you know, that there's a lot of other resources out there. So even if I tell you, you know, I, I want to help you, but you know, professionally, maybe I don't have those skills, right? I'm going to get you to the right person. So, I mean, it's important 
if you call me, we're going to work, work through it. We're going to get it fixed. I love that. So guys, you heard it from my brother, James, the CEO of freedom pause service dogs. Definitely reach out to them. I'm going to be reaching out because I um, have PTSD, but I'm also 80% blind. So I'm definitely going to be reaching out and talking to you and stuff, getting information. Um, And guys, thank you to our sponsor, Disgruntled Veterans. Check them out. James, definitely check Disgruntled Vets out. Um, There's a lot of guys that probably need service dogs. So definitely check them out. Brother, I want to thank you. Yeah. And uh, since we've talked, you know, I consider you a brother and a friend. Absolutely. And now you're a brother. Yes, sir. Now you're a brother in Christ. And that's the most important thing. Yes, sir. I I appreciate you, brother. And if there's anything we can do to help support your cause, please let us know. Will do. Thank you so much, Richard. And uh, I want to thank all the sponsors as well. Thank you guys for having me on. Truly appreciate it. All right, brother. This will go out probably about two weeks. And of course, I'll tag you on everything. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate it, brother. And I'll be looking forward to your call. All right, brother. God bless. Hey, God bless you too, man. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.